This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. All right, what is going on? Welcome back to the show. Today, I am taking you through the shoulder training blueprint. But before we get into that, I just wanted to announce that as of this week, as you've noticed, this episode is dropping on a Tuesday instead of the traditional Wednesday because we are bumping this shit up to four episodes per week. I am so stoked to create more content to provide more value to you all. Um, Yeah, I'm fired up about this. All right. So that said, let's dive into the shoulder training blueprint. So really building great shoulders is key to achieving a body that looks lean, strong, and aesthetic. And this is true for women and men alike. Now the problem is most of you have been misguided on how you actually need to train to achieve the physique you want. So today's podcast is a deep dive into how to train your shoulders for both functional strength and aesthetics. All right, so let's get into it. So first we needed to talk a little bit of shoulder anatomy because really this is the first step to building better shoulders. So really there are, I think they found that the delts your or your shoulder muscles, which we're going to refer to as the delts, can be split up into, they have like, I believe it's seven heads they've actually seen. But typically we can divide these into, it's easiest to just look at it as three distinct muscle groups that basically make up your shoulders. We have your anterior delts, aka your front delts, which of course are on the front of your shoulders. We have your medial delts, aka your side delts, which are on the side of your shoulders. And we have your posterior delts, aka your rear delts, which are on the back of your shoulders. Now, it's also important to understand that the muscles of your upper back very much come into play when training your shoulders, specifically your traps and your rhomboids. So there's an old way of thinking amongst many trainers and strength coaches that goes something like, okay, any form of activation of the traps or rhomboids when training shoulders is bad. So coaches will often tell you, and I know like when I was a personal trainer in person for a long time, I would cue my clients like, okay, we want to make sure we're doing everything possible to keep your scapula as still as possible. If you're feeling your traps at all, that's bad. We only want you feeling the, the delts, but really that's not the case. See the musculature of your back plays an important role in properly performing most of your shoulder movements. For example, during a properly executed dumbbell lateral raise, so I'm sure most everyone listening to this knows what a dumbbell lateral raise is. Dumbbells are by your sides, arms are nearly straight if not entirely, you're flying your hands out to your sides. So in this motion, your scapula, aka your shoulder blades, should be rotating upward and inward slightly. So with an understanding of anatomy, you can figure out pretty quickly that some of your upper back in this case, your traps should be involved in order for the shoulder blade to move safely. Because here we know that to rotate the scapula upward is one of your traps, your upper traps main function. So it doesn't make sense for us to try to remove that entirely from the movement. And something similar often happens when training the rear delts. For example, with a movement like a rear delt row, which is essentially a row with the elbows very much flared. But at the end of the movement, you end up squeezing the shoulder blades together, which is one of the main functions of 
your rhomboids. So you get the idea here. Well, you could try to just lock down your scapulae or prevent as much shoulder blade movement as possible. Really, this often just leads to a severely limited ability to create overload and occasionally even shoulder issues due to failure to let your shoulder blades move properly. So the point of this is your shoulder training and upper back training are intricately tied together and shouldn't necessarily be as separate as many think. So I would encourage you to not think of it as quote unquote bad if you feel your rhomboids on a backfly or if you feel your traps on a lateral race. Um, and again, that's just part of proper movement of your shoulder blades, which is essential for your long-term health. It's not going to detract from your aesthetics. All right, so now let's dive into how to train each of your delts. So each of your delts is responsible for contributing to movement through a different range of motion. This means it's very hard to find movements that do a good job of hitting all three heads of the shoulder evenly as they're each responsible for working in different planes of motion. So flying your arms in front of you will often recruit primarily front delts as in a dumbbell front raise, for example. Flying your arms to the side will recruit primary, primarily your side delts, as in dumbbell lateral raises, for example. And flying your arms to the back will primarily recruit your rear delts, as in the dumbbell back fly, for example. Now, your front delts get a lot of work without needing too much attention. Anytime you're pressing, either horizontally, for example, bench pressing, or vertically, so for example, shoulder pressing, the front delts are largely involved. So this means that the front delts are typically exposed to a lot of mechanical tension, metabolic stress, and muscle damage, so they don't need much extra attention. Out of the three heads of the shoulder, the front delts are almost always the most developed. It's very unlikely that lagging front delts are the reason your shoulders don't have the aesthetic look that you want. So outside of presses, your front delts don't need any added work generally. If you're pressing horizontally and or vertically a few times per week, they're good. Really, it's very, very rare that I will program something like a front raise of any variation for an online client. Now, your rear delts and your side delts are quite the opposite. See, they're not well positioned on your body to be exposed to much mechanical tension or muscle damage. Basically, they're very hard to feel, hard to train with heavy weights, and for lack of better terms, they're just hard to get sore. Now, that's the most important proxy of muscle growth by any means, but a bit of soreness is a good sign that we've done something, that we've disrupted something. So this means that the side and rear delts, unlike the front delts, do need a lot of added focus in order to get your shoulders to look the way that you want. Now, failure to understand the anatomy and science of optimal delt training is exactly why so many men and women have such a frustrating time building great shoulders. It's one of my number one requests from new online clients when I take over the training program. So now that you do have a good understanding of the science and anatomy, let's move on to the concepts I apply to online clients' shoulder training to help them achieve their best body composition ever. All right, so there are two key pieces here to completely reshaping your shoulders. Number one is presses. So as far as quote unquote bang for your buck movements go, pressing movements are where it's at. They allow you to accrue a lot of stimulus for muscle growth per rep. Horizontal pressing variations do stimulate your front delts and should make up about a half to two thirds of your total pressing volume. But vertical pressing will work your delts to a much greater extent. So overhead presses versus like a chest press. 
So if you have the shoulder mobility to press overhead, a variety of shoulder presses should be staples of your shoulder training. You're best served to choose a few quote unquote bread and butter shoulder pressing movements and focus on progressing these across multiple mesocycles or training phases. Um, a few of my favorite options to program for online clients here are dumbbell seated shoulder presses, barbell overhead presses, one arm shoulder presses, barbell Z presses, and Viking presses. Now, there are a few things to consider here. One, while presses are great, too much pressing and your shoulder will very quickly, your shoulders will very quickly start feeling beat up. So you do, do need to limit pressing frequency and be smart about how you work your vertical pressing into your week. Most clients I've found do best with six to 10 hard sets of vertical pressing per week at most. Next, your horizontal presses and vertical presses use your front delts. So whenever you're overhead pressing before you're pressing horizontally, you're reducing the amount of weight you'll be able to bench because you fatigue your front delts. This makes the delts much more likely to become the limiting factor when benching instead of your chest. So for a strong chest and shoulders, it makes sense to at least have one day where you bench first and one day where you overhead press first. If you're concerned about chest and delt development equally, honestly, it makes sense to always put your horizontal pressing first. But if shoulders are your biggest priority, you don't care too much about chest development, I would say split 50-50. Um, so as far as some general recommendations for pressing, again, I would recommend six to 10 hard sets per week in the five to 15 rep range with a frequency of one to three times per week. Tempo, we want to press explosively. We want to control the eccentric for or the lowering phase for two to three seconds to create a bit more muscle damage. And the other key here, so we've covered presses, is going to be adding side and rear delt volume. So as we've established, your front delts will already be trained from your pressing work. That said, your side and rear delts are not, and will need to be hit with much more training volume to catch up to your front delts. And this is where online clients incorporate lots of different lateral rays and backfly variations. So the approach we take within your programming here is almost completely the opposite of your approach for presses. Well, your shoulders can likely only handle so many heavy presses per week before getting banged up, you can handle tons of volume from lateral raises and the like without hindering your recoveries much. So it makes sense to take full advantage of this by training these movements with a lot of frequency. You can literally do like a lateral raise variation up to six times per week. Now, these movements are also better suited to the higher rep ranges as trying to go too heavy typically causes you to compensate too much with other muscles, cut range of motion short, and turn it into a less effective delta exercise. And finally, being aware of proper form here is very important, like always. It's super easy to cut the top half of a fly variation short. Now, while this is an easy way to tell yourself you got stronger from last week, so for example, because you did more reps or more weight due to cutting range of motion short slash making the movement easier, the reality is you're just shortchanging the amount of stimulus your delts receive per rep by cutting the range of motion short. So the start and end point should be uber consistent from your first rep to your last. So let's dive into a few of my favorite side delt movements to progress across a mesocycle. Dumbbell lateral, dumbbell lateral raises, always a classic. Cable lateral raises, a bit more constant tension through the movement, a bit better resistance profile at the top of the movement. Dumbbell leaning lateral raises, 
Um, again, a good way to change that resistance profile up a bit. Dumbbell upright rows, one of my newer favorites, something I used to not be a fan of, but I've very much come around to. And then we have inc incline side line lateral raises, which again, just allows us to tweak the resistance profile of the movement a little bit. So basically it is typically um, in a, like a traditional dumbbell lateral raise, the movement gets a bit harder where we are a little bit weaker being the top of the movement. So typically like we don't create as much fatigue during the bottom half of the movement, a lot more at the top of half, top half of the movement. So lying on like lying on your side and doing a lateral raise on an incline bench is a good way to actually change up that resistance profile a little bit. All right, and then as far as rear delt movements to progress across a mesocycle, dumbbell backflies and chest support backflies, always a classic, cable face pulls and dumbbell face pulls. Dumbbell face pulls are another one that I have a very new love for. Great movement for rear delts and traps and rhomboids as well. Dumbbell thumbs up raises and rear delt rows. And finally, we have a few spicy combo exercises that hit both side and rear delts simultaneously. So we have incline butterfly raises. So here, and honestly, you'll probably understand this best if you just look up incline butterfly raises. But here you're gonna be lying on your chest on an incline bench, arms are hanging down in front of you at chest height. You're gonna pull them back and up, slightly back and up to where they're by your sides as if you would a backfly. Then keeping your arms fully extended, you're gonna fly them overhead and down before repeating. Absolutely smokes your rear delts, you get some side delts in there, you get some traps in there, you get some rhomboids in there, brutal movement. Another great combination is a cable Y raise supersetted with a cable lateral raise, or you can alternate those every other rep. So one movement here, you're just flying cables out on a Y, you are facing a cable tower, cables crossed, um, and then I think everyone knows what a cable lateral raise looks like. Finally, we have a 3D band pull apart, which is where you're standing on a band Hands are about shoulder width apart. You're flying your hands up to shoulder height in front of you as if you would a front raise and then flying your hands out to your side as if you would doing a band pull apart. So here we're getting front delts, side delts, and rear delts, some upper back, another great movement. So as far as general recommendations for side and rear delts go, here I would train typically 10 to 20 sets per week. We'd honestly probably push that closer to like 24 sets per week, but absolutely no reason to start there. 10 to 30 reps and a frequency of two to six times per week. Again, we can push that frequency pretty high. As far as tempo goes, as always, we wanna be explosive on the concentric and we wanna take two to four seconds to lower the weight. All right, so finally, to put this all together, hypothetically, let's say you started online coaching and your goal was to build your best body composition ever, specifically focusing on improving your shoulders. So after working through your initial strategy call, your questionnaire, your movement screen, like all my online clients do, we determine that the best split for your goals is something like four times a week up or lower, plus one conditioning day per week. So first we'd simply see how your shoulders responded to a bit of extra, extra emphasis just two days per week. So basically your upper body days could look something like, okay, day one, we're going to start with a dumbbell bench press followed by a barbell bent row. 
followed by a superset of a dumbbell one-arm shoulder press paired with a lat pull-down. Then we're going to go into a dumbbell leaning lateral raise supersetted with chest-supported back fly. So we hit an overhead press, we hit a horizontal press, we hit a vertical press, and then we hit a side delt and rear delt superset, and then maybe barbell curls supersetted with an overhead extension. And then our next upper body day, we would start you off with a dumbbell seated shoulder press, and then we'd go into a pull-up. Then we hit a superset of a low incline bench super paired with a chest supported row. And then let's say we go into a cable upright row superset with a dumbbell face pull. So again, here we're starting off now with more vertical push pull focus, a little bit more focus on delts as opposed to chest to start the day. Then we're moving into that horizontal push pull focus with that low incline bench and a chest supported row. Then again, we're adding more side delt and rear delt volume with the cable upright row and dumbbell face pull combo before finishing it off with, let's say, a dumbbell incline hammer curl, just because we want to change up the shoulder ankle and do something in a neutral grip to focus more on the brachialis, supersetted with a med ball push-up AMRAP for triceps. So if this is your first time following an individualized, well-structured training program, you'll see great results for quite some time from this alone. Now from here, if or when shoulder progression stalls, our order of our operations would look like this. So next we'd add one to two sets to your current side and rear delt exercises, or add one to two more side to rear delt exercises to the end of each upper body training day. And the reality is I'd be a lot more likely to continue to just add sets to those cable upright rows, dumbbell face pulls, dumbbell leaning lateral raises, and chest supported back flies. And I would likely add sets to lateral raises, um, or to your medial delt exercises first, because those are the ones that are positioned the most, it's hardest for them to basically experience training stress, whereas your rear delts get more work with any type of rowing variation, <clears throat> most rowing variations. So it makes sense to bias that towards medial delts first. Now, again, if when progress stalls, then we would add one side and one rear delt movement, two to three sets each, to the end of your lower body training days. And we would gradually increase this to three to four total movements as needed. Now, from here, you're getting a ton of volume. <laughs> again, we are doing, along with our presses, we're doing anywhere from likely between side and rear delts, six to 10 sets per upper body training session. I'd say likely, honestly, we probably wouldn't get over eight sets there per upper body training session. Then we're adding anywhere from per lower body training session. Again, we're adding in another, and this is rear delts and side delts combined, another four to eight sets. So by this point, you're doing a lot of volume for your delts. And honestly, it's pretty rare that anyone would need to ramp it up past that point. Um, but if we got past that point, then you'd also go so far as to, okay, now we're going to add one side and one rear delt movement, two to three sets each to the beginning of your conditioning day. Um, that said, I think it's pretty rare that anyone, anyone would have to go to that point, but you get the idea. And that is how you build amazing shoulders. Get strong at pressing two times per week, typically in the five to 15 range. From here, add volume as needed through delt fly variations. Now, if you need a fully customized training and nutrition plan and expert coaching through the process of building your best body composition ever, hit the link in the show notes to apply for online coaching with me. And that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you for tuning in.